I think with coaching, it's so much more about that connection with someone and taking them through an environment in which they're not comfortable a lot of the time, which is why they've hired you. And they've hired you so that they can feel more comfortable and feel like they can step into a gym and be able to work out and train themselves and have the knowledge and the awareness to be able to take themselves through a workout. It's much different than just hopping onto a machine or some type of treadmill or bike. There's a lot more to it. And so being a coach, there's an emotional tie between you and clients. And some clients are different than others, or sometimes you're closer than others. But as a coach, you're taking people through very frustrating and challenging moments. And it takes a very deep, deep connection with someone to be able to train them and coach them properly. Welcome to the Superset Episode 5. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So we started a cool thing this week. We did? We did start a cool thing. Did you forget already? No, I didn't forget. Oh, I couldn't tell if you were saying No, I was we like, did. we did. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we started doing these on Zoom and capturing the video. Yes. And now the video lives on the YouTubes. It does. So we're very popular with 11-year-olds now. <laughs> Isn't that how the YouTubes work? Really, right now, we're not popular with anyone. We have two views. Yeah, you and me. So, that's a little poultry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we should do the TikTok. <laughs> Are I, you going to dance for it? I heard the kids love the tickety talk. Yeah. So. But no, so we are capturing the whole thing, even our interviews. Yes. So that means this week's interview. Right. Nicolette. Yes. And coach extraordinaire. Right. You can see her in all her iPhone glory. Yes. If you go to our YouTube channel. You sure can. So that's pretty exciting. It is. Yeah. So besides Coach Nicolette. Yeah. What do you have in store for people this week? Big announcement coming in from Tonal. Actually, there's a couple of them. So and there's some big news. We're going to talk about new features, talk about new content. And I think that's it. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and subscribe. Or if you're on Spotify, follow. They like to be different. It's not subscribe over there. It's follow. That's true. That's so, true. So uh, don't want to create any confusion. Right. But be sure and subscribe and or follow so you never miss an episode. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast where we will post new things as they break. So you might hear breaking news on, on podcasts, but if you're in the Facebook page or the group, you might find that out a little sooner. That's true. And it's easier to talk to us and other Superset listeners within the group. Yeah, it absolutely is. So I guess that's all of that. Let's dig in, shall we? Sure. Big news. This is the first time we get to announce this on the Superset. It is. There is a new coach. It's going to be Coach Allison Tibbs. Very exciting. 
She is the brand new tonal coach and she will be doing strength and I believe meditation workouts as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great news. Do we uh, have any background on her? Well, we do. I need to bring up the link. So it doesn't actually give a ton of information about like her history. What we do know is that her fitness philosophy is to redefine wellness in a way that makes you your happiest, strongest, most whole self. She is a NASM certified personal trainer with pre and postnatal specializations, among many others. She's well-versed in nutrition and a best-selling author. How about that? I bet that will come in very handy. I bet a lot of people will really be interested in the pregnancy-related stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great addition. Absolutely. Super excited to take classes with her. And I guess while we're talking about new achievements or milestones in the world of Tonal. Yes. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about their Facebook group hitting 4,000 members. It was. It was just a few weeks ago. And then ta-da. Boom. They're at 5,000. Congrats to the Tonal community. They call it the OTC, Official Tonal Community. But when I hear OTC, all I can think of is the pharmacy. Is over the counter. Over the counter. Okay. I was like trying to make it a brand name pharmacy. (laughs) I was like, what? CVS, OTC? No. (laughs) Like working in a pharmacy. Gotcha. But that's really exciting. Congrats to Tonal. That's awesome. Absolutely. Growing by leaps and bounds. Totally. So before we start this segment, we should probably preface the fact that we don't know anything about sports. We are unsportsy people. Right. And so when we talk about things like this, please know that we know that we are not qualified to talk about it. We are just reporting information as it is given to us. Right. And so so I know (laughs) even less about sports. Actually, I don't know that that's true. You know, weird trivia. I know weird things, but only when it intersects with like pop culture. So we're talking about. So I don't know much about sports and we live in a town without an NBA team. And we're about to talk about NBA stuff. That's true. And I only know about basketball teams that were stranded on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that's that's the extent of my knowledge of basketball. It. Mine's not much better. I still think you know more. But anyway. So we were passed along an article from The Atlantic this week. We were. And it's all about Clippers player Paul George. So I guess Paul George was out due to an injury. And then, of course, there was the COVID. So then, of course, that kind of slowed things down, too. So in this article in The Atlantic, Paul George talks about how he used the tonal to get back to his fitness levels that he was at. Like he did physical therapy and stuff normally. Right. But then he used the tonal during the quarantine to stay in shape, to get in better shape. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like the article really wasn't necessarily about tonal, which in a way actually made it cooler because the tone of the article that as I read it, and it's hard for me to focus on sports for long amounts of time, I kind of glaze over. But it was like everybody's kind of like this guy got injured and he's a big deal. It says here, according to the Wikipedia, a five time all NBA team selection, as well as a four time member of the NBA all star defensive team. Right. So like he's got the goods and people were kind of surprised that he was getting as healthy as he was. And then they just like kind of slip in real cash. Oh, yeah. Well, my tonal. Yeah. 
Doesn't matter. I got the tonal, so yeah, of course I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know many details, but there was some kind of hint as to a partnership that had been in the making with Tonal and that we might hear again about in the future. So keep your ears perked. Watch the space. Listen to the space. Because if, as we learn more about that, we will definitely bring it back here. Absolutely. There was a yet another Tonal Talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On July 9th. Yep. All about rebuilding strength after cancer. Yeah. And uh, it was with community member Jerome Snell. And uh, it was all about different things that he struggled with to get his strength back. But Tonal ultimately helped him with that. I'm purposely kind of keeping it low key as right. far as my explanation goes for two reasons. Sure. One, I want you guys to go out and watch it on Facebook.com where you can see it in the tonal official tonal community. Right, right. But two, we're going to be interviewing Jerome. Ah. And so I don't want to give away too much. Right. Want people to have the element of surprise. You're like Cliff's notes. Yeah. Keep it a high level. Right. And just leaving an, enough details out to where if we give them a quiz, they will fail. Yes. But let me just say that Jerome used the words life changing about the tonal. Awesome. Yeah. And speaking of tonal talks, there's another one coming up, which will probably have already dropped by the time this airs. It will. But that is going to give you an inside look at the technology behind your tonal. Yeah. So they're going to be talking to the tonal's VP of software, David Azaria. It's all about some of the details about your favorite features on the tonal, like the digital weights, the progress tracking, advanced weight modes. And then at the end, there's going to be a live Q&A session. So again, like you said, it will have already aired whenever we air this episode. Sure. But it was July 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I'm looking forward to that because I love all the <laughs> I love all the tech. And this will stop you from like getting a screwdriver and taking the thing apart and seeing what's inside of it. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, good. Yeah. Now my <laughs> ex-husband would do that. <laughs> Part of why he's your ex-husband. That's right. <laughs> Coach Pablo, who we know because of his deep and abiding affection for <laughs> cheetahs. Someday he's going to hear something about this and be like, what? What are they talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any cheetahs. <laughs> Trust us, you do. You do. You know and you know a lot about them. Uh, he's going to go live in the OTC. Yes. You can ask Coach Pablo anything. So again, this will have aired whatever this episode airs, but it was July 16th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So I just want to reiterate, as long as it's nothing weird. Yeah, don't make it weird. But I guess you, you can't make it weird because it will already occur. That's true. But don't even think of the weird things. How yeah, about that? Just like, don't go even down that allow road. it in your brain. Right. This is a good way to practice in a safe environment. That's right. New tonal content. There are tons of new workouts getting thrown at people. There are. There's some really unique ones that I want to bring to everybody's attention. One is intentional breathing that Coach Jared dropped. It's all about a technique that you can use that provides centering and empowerment after a workout. It helps you get your mind and body to a calm, improved state. Then there is another workout by Coach Jared called Cool Down and Restore. So it's a good breathing and stretching technique examples. It's going okay. to help reward your muscles and keep them operating like new. Then I'm looking forward to this one as well. Advanced metabolic arms with Coach Liz. 
So what she does is she takes all the physiology hacks by using the advanced techniques. So there's a lot of time under tension. So you will exhaust your muscle fibers and stimulate an increased growth response. So it sounds insanely hard. <laughs> it does. <laughs> now she, am I getting my coaches mixed up? She's the one with the PhD. She right? is the one so, with the PhD. That's right. Like the, you got a doctor doing this. For yeah, you. yeah. Really deep dive into why this works. Yeah. So that will be a great workout to take. Another one I want to bring to everybody's attention is the quick core burner with Coach Nicolette, who is our interview this week. Yes. I want to bring this to your attention though because this is her personal ab workout. She talks about it in the interview briefly, but the reason I want to mention it is because people ask for this workout when they heard about it. Yeah. And so she went ahead and published oh, it. Cool. So it's very cool. It's nice to see them responsive like that. Absolutely. And then for all you golfers out there, there is Above Par with Coach Paul. And it's all about getting your golf game to be better by strengthening the movements you need on the links. Well, I bet that will be very popular. Absolutely. They should have something like that for golden tea. <laughs> a little different muscle movement. Sure. A but, little bit. But you still need the you, skill. You want to know something whenever, before I met you. Okay. I there, was, wait, uh, there was a time before I know, you met me? I know. It's hard to believe. It is. But I, I was actually on a date with a guy that I knew wasn't going to work because he got mad at me because right. I sucked at golden tea. I was I, like, this cannot continue. Well, it makes you feel like I'm out. I was just making a golf reference. I've never played. Oh, I knew you had never played. Golden tea. But my point is that I stink at it. And that was the subject of a date once. Wow. Yeah. Well, luckily for me, you suck at golden tea. What That's, a different world we would live in. It's true. If you were this on This podcast tea. would not exist yes. if I was good at golden tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried where that was going at first because it's like... <laughs> You're like, I was at a weird date, and then you're like, we're halfway through a golden what? Oh, tea. Okay. <laughs> no. I feel a lot better about that. <laughs> That's all we're going to say about that. New tonal features. We talked about a little while back, like we've been doing it for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, way back in the... I think the it was episode three. In the two. <laughs> uh, but we talked about the people wanting to do one-off workouts but then they gotta leave a program right and what do you do my suggestion was buy a second tonal it was and it was tonal i guess stepped in yeah they, they took, it, surprisingly they didn't think that was the best solution i think they thought it was the best solution i just think they didn't think it was a realistic solution mm, right okay, okay. so cooler heads prevailed mm. and they now have a way to do that. That's true. So just to recap, I know you don't work out on the tonal, so I have to clarify for you. The issue was that you could not belong to two programs at once. Okay. That was the actual issue. So now you can be enrolled in a program and you want to do a workout from a different program. You can do that workout without leaving your program. It's like being a workout double agent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course, your stats will still increase because... Like if now the way it worked before is that if you were in a program and then you went to go join another program, right. everything you had done in the first program was now gone. They were like, you're a big quitter. You're out of here. Yeah. So now you can stay in that program. Go do a one off. All of your stats count. Everybody's happy. Everybody is happy. There you go. Checking in with the total team. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoomaphone, <laughs> as we now say, it's. 
tonal coach extraordinaire, Nicolette Amarius. How's Hi. it going? Hi. I'm How are you guys doing? Good. How good. are you? I'm really excited to be here. I can't believe I'm on a tonal podcast. <laughs> it seems a little unreal that this exists. I think we're still like all the coaches are still like there are Facebook groups out there that <laughs> talk about us. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so, so now there's a podcast, which is just seems so wild. <laughs> well, not only are you on it, you are the the first instructor That's that true. we've had on here. You are the Neil yeah. Armstrong of the superset. <laughs> I am. I know. I was like going over all the episodes. I was like, I'm the first uh, coach on here. I know that Kate was on there, community manager. And she's like, just leads the way, you know, she's incredible. <laughs> so I'm, and then Julius Jones yes. as well, which is exciting. Cool. So I'm so happy to be here and really, really happy to be the first coach. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. So I am super curious how life led you to Tonal. How did that happen? So I started when I was in college, actually, you know, went to I came to SF State and I was like, I want to get super fit. My dad is actually really fit and in the gym and we look alike and he has lots of tattoos. So we definitely are like one in the same. <laughs> He's like my other half. But he, he worked out a lot as I was younger, but I always played sports and danced and sang. So I went to college. I was like, I got to work out. So I got a job at 24 Fitness, just like working at the front desk. And I then became like a manager very quick because they were like, oh my gosh, you're not a total idiot. <laughs> you want to be a manager? And I'm like 20 years old. Not even, I was like 19. And I was like, sure, I'll tell people what to do. Um, and that like quickly, like a lot of the coaches there were like, hey, you, you make more money being a coach. Like you should be a coach. So I became a trainer and I only trained at 24 fitness for not very long. And I decided I quickly did some calculations one night and was like, I could make way more money training just three clients on my own than all of the clients I have at 24 fitness because they pay you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I started my own business and I train out of a facility called Diakati in San Francisco. And it's actually where a lot of the coaches, so like the original set of coaches, that's where we all train out of. And Tonal pretty much like saw us through that website and through all of the things that we had been doing around the city. And that's how Tonal found me. Yeah, I just, Coach Kelly reached out to me. He's our head coach. And he reached out to me on like every platform. <laughs> so it was like LinkedIn, which I never check. I actually saw his LinkedIn message like years later. <laughs> I was like screenshotted it. I was like, cool, I'm super down. <laughs> um, and like Instagram, Facebook, email. And I remember reading it and being like, what is this? Like, because mind you, Tonal was not even, it was not a thing yet. It was right. still... You couldn't in, even look it up, right? Because it was kind of... Oh, it no, was, not even that. Like, there was no, there was no actual thing quite yet. <laughs> like, it was still very new. So they're telling me this. And I'm like, this, as someone who's coming from lifting iron, I'm like, please, really? There's a machine... <laughs> I go to the gym and I lift using a barbell. <laughs> like, you know, very skeptical. You're like, and okay, coach, George Jetson. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. What is this, 2020? Yeah. You know, like 2020? Like, no, it's still 2016 or 17. Like, get out of here. And so Coach Liz actually was like, hey, 
did you get that message from this company? We had a different name at the time. And I was like, uh, yeah. She's like, you have to email them back. I was like, are you sure? This seems crazy. <laughs> this seems really weird. He's like, she's like, no, email them back. So I did. And so thank you, Coach Liz, <laughs> um, because now we're here. And that's how Tonal found us. Yeah, just through coaching. Diacati is definitely like the best training facility in San Francisco. So Kelly knew when he was looking for coaches, like, I'm going to go there. This is where the most qualified, the highly trained. It's really hard to be able to train out of Diacati, even though you're running your own business. You have to be interviewed. You have to go through a long process of being able to actually take your clients there. So, so there's already like leveled up by being at Diacati. And so, yeah, I think it basically Diacati made it very easy for Tonal to find their coaches. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as you were telling the story, it sounds very similar to like Saturday Night Live and Second City at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because like, they were just poaching people from Second City left and right. Because yeah. they were like, well, yeah, they already know exactly. how to do what we're doing. So we'll just take all of them. Yeah. So just backing up real quick. Mm -hmm. So then how did you get a Diacati? Like that seems like. Not trying to disparage oh, your path, but that seems like a yeah. big jump from twenty-four hour fitness, 24 hour fitness <laughs> to Second City. How did you do that? So it's a funny story. I had at the time I had long, bright purple hair, like Barney purple. <laughs> a story for another time. That was a total accident, technically, my hair color. But I went with it for like three years. I loved it. I had it for like three or five years or something. I walk in and I'm like twenty-three years old. And I'm like, hi. I lied and I was like, I've been training for, I didn't lie. I think I was like, well, I've only been training for a year and a half, but like, I know what I'm doing. Like <laughs> they, cause they wanted people training for at least, I think it was like three years is like the minimum. So I was like, I'm really good at my job. Like I know what I'm doing. I kind of just like BS it. You know, I was like, I have a website. I made it. I was like, you got to have me on your team. And they were like, okay, great. <laughs> so they like kind of brought me through and it was earlier on. So I think getting into the facility now is even harder. But I think because I was young, I was a woman, I was very determined. I was like, I will kill it. And they believed me. Thank goodness. Thank you, Billy and Mike. They're the owners of Diakati for believing in me because really like all the coaches are always talking about how Diakati has been like the pillar and the reason for so much of our success. I mean, they've just built an incredible, incredible facility and team and family. So that was like our first family. And then we got poached <laughs> and we all still train there. But a lot of our life now is tonal. Wow. So when you so first I just basically strutted in with my purple hair and that was it. Your yeah. swagger, your swagger is what did it. <laughs> yeah, that goes a long way. It does. People underestimate that. It yeah. does. Yeah. So. I'm just curious. So when you first started at Tonal, you said they didn't even have a machine. So like, what did you do all day? Like, you just like light janitorial work? Like, what were you there, doing? No. I mean, there was a thing. It just wasn't what it is now. Okay. Sure. So, okay. And this I'm sure you guys prototype. have probably heard and Ali like probably talked about it when he came on, I think was where it was like strapped to his table essentially, yeah. right? Like yeah. it was like a model, like better than that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was not this. And it wasn't the one before this. It was like the one in between the box and like the next one. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was something and it wasn't as like, hand, you know, we weren't as involved at the time. It was like, I was still very full time with my personal training oh. client. So it was like, th that is my business and that's my number one priority. But we would shoot and we'd come in and we'd practice and things like that. But it really like once we 
came up to launch in August 2018 is when like we really started to invest more and more of our time. And I actually started to strip down my clientele and have like dedicated shoot days. And that's kind of how that progressed. So wow. no, I was not janitorial staff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> although the office was so small, <laughs> tiny, that it probably would only take one person to clean the space. It was like as, as big as my San Francisco apartment. So. <laughs> so was there a moment in time where they came to you and or just the other coaches collectively and said, time to ramp down the other stuff and focus on this or did yeah. that just kind of happen organically Never. That Never. Just kind of- tonal is like all about us doing like whatever we want to further our careers right now tonal is just this incredible like side piece <laughs> like side hustle you know and i would say like even in the last three months with the current pandemic like it's even more so become a bigger part of our life because sure. we were shooting the coaches from home content and that was like very all-consuming so I think even in the next six months like we'll start to feel and I think it with the new company and you know we are still new it's still, yeah. people yeah. still don't know who we are a lot of the time so most of the time so I think those things are going to really start to change more rapidly but still be a progressive change so we're still all run our own businesses you see paul still runs all his outdoor boot camps and liz does a lot of her assessments and whatnot natalie and i and pablo we all have our clients jared has his inspired fitness so we all still run our own businesses i think also because it's really hard to like get a coach to stop coaching (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the in-person like going to see my clients is i love my job so I imagine a day where, okay, if I am at Tonal full time or that exists, I'm like, wow, I, I have to say goodbye to my clients. Like that'll be one of the most heartbreaking parts of my career for sure. So I think we all we all are appreciative that we still get to be coaches by nature and, you know, in our daily lives. Do you think if I have no idea if down the road Tonal is expecting to do any kind of live classes or to do Mm -hmm. like one-on-one because I mean we all know there's a camera built into the machine it's just not being used but if that in a perfect world were to happen would that kind of like scratch that itch for you or do you still feel like you would still want that like in-person one-on-one time I think I will eventually feel very comfortable transitioning out of one-on-one. I love my clients, but it's a lot of emotional work. Is it? I am there, you know, I am with them and it's very, it's hard, you know, and we talk about this as coaches and, and the difference between being like an instructor for cardio and being a coach is that the process of lifting weight is a lot more difficult. It's more demanding. It requires so much more of you to be present. You know, it's not about just not stopping. There's pain involved. There's discomfort. There's questions. You don't sometimes know if you're doing it right. So I think with coaching, it's so much more about that connection with someone and taking them through an environment in which they're not comfortable a lot of the time, which is why they've hired you. And they've hired you so that they can feel more comfortable and feel like they can step into a gym and be able to work out and train themselves and have the knowledge and the awareness to be able to take themselves through a workout. It's much different than just hopping onto 
a machine or some type of treadmill or bike, there's a lot more to it. And so being a coach, there's an emotional tie between you and clients. And some clients are different than others, or sometimes you're closer than others. But as a coach, you're taking people through very frustrating and challenging moments. And it takes a very deep connection with someone to be able to train them and coach them properly. The one good thing so. about not having live classes is that you don't hear us get frustrated at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole live thing is interesting, you know, right. like, and you've probably seen this on the community. Like the coaches love that linear style that we do with like the coaches from home. Like yeah. we want to definitely continue to do that. I still don't know about live. And for people who work out on tonal a lot, I think we each are kind of like, how would that work? Yeah. I'm not sure that because of timing and how much your tempo, if you've taken any workout with me, I don't (laughs) shut up about tempo, how important that is and how much quicker you move if you're in a class environment or you're in a live experience, right? In order to get as many as you can. And that might not be conducive to the goal in mind for whatever that workout is. Yes. Yes. And I I never realized that that until I started using tonal because I was never into weights. I just never got comfortable with them because it wasn't comfortable at the gym. And so I never did it on my own. I didn't know what I was doing. It has completely changed my point of view and how I work out. And I find myself explaining that to people all the time on social media because people ask about that all the time. And I'm like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. no, you don't understand. It's actually a benefit and a plus that it's not, in my opinion, that it's not live because I I would not want to be rushing to keep up with somebody else. That's not necessarily the, like you said, the best thing for me to be doing. And like you said, it really is like there's a bigger, more difficult barrier to entry to weightlifting. It is just a whole other beast that people, I think they know because that's why less people do it. It's much, it's more, and that's why it's more difficult. It's more uncomfortable. It really pushes people in ways I don't think that they expect. Like even when I go to do, you know, a front squat and I'm like, shoot, my knee, like what's going on with that? Like those are micro frustrations that, you then take in physically and then you're like, oh, I have to front squat today. And remember I had that that issue with my hip. You don't get that as much when you're static on something like, and even like a machine at the gym where it's just you're seated and that's all you're doing or a cardio piece of equipment. So weightlifting is just a lot different. It's a whole different ball game. Very interesting. And speaking of how you guys have all of your own businesses, tell us about your business because you do personal training, but you also do like the, is it pronounced postural training? Like you also do. Yeah. So I'm a posture specialist, essentially. You know, when I went to Diakati and I first came in there, you know, with my long purple hair, what I've always done with my career and even before that, which wasn't really much of a career, but I was, a, I became a pretty high level manager at 24 Fitness very young. And All I ever did was find a mentor. I mean, that was always a big part. Like, who is someone I'm working alongside that I admire? I like what they're doing and I want to do that. They're obviously seeing success. I'm going to rack their brain. I'm going to, I'm going to get to know them and I want to know what they're doing and I want to learn from them. So as soon as I got to Diakati, there was a man named Tom and he's this big teddy bear. He's like my, one of my best friends now, just big, big guy, the opposite of me. (laughs) And I was like, This guy is busy. He's making really good money. He's charging a lot for his sessions. Looks like he loves what he's doing every single day that he walks into the gym. 
I want to do what that guy's doing. Whatever he's doing, I want to do it. And he became my mentor and he quickly introduced me to a lot of like high level certifications. And so I got certified through an institute called the Czech Institute, started by a man named Paul Czech. And I got two certifications through that, or actually three certifications through that program. And that is a very holistic style of training. So it's everything from your mental and emotional state and how that influences movement. But it also concentrates heavily on the spine and how essentially the way you sit and stand and the way your posture is, is how you begin and end movement. So it influences the way that your body moves. If your spine is flexed forward and you try and move this way, it's going to definitely affect the shoulder, the elbow, the wrist and everything that's basically radiating off of your spine. So that's kind of how I train. I train with the idea that if we can improve the position of your spine, it's then going to influence all of the joints attached to the spine and the way that they operate and how they move and how mobile they are and how the muscles operate and activate based on the that positioning of your body. So I got all the certifications and really leaned in that for the long time. But it's, it's this thing you might, if you've ever talked to any other coaches, when you start getting a lot of certifications, you start to attract those types of people. It's crazy. The universe is crazy. <laughs> and so I started to attract people essentially that were really messed up, like physically. And I was loving it for a time. And I was like, but it really is like, it's a lot. It's like whew, brain exploding all the time. And I was like, okay, do I want to continue to go in this direction? Which I could. It would be, it's very therapeutic. It's like physical therapy type training. And I was like, well, I actually want to venture more into program design. And that's kind of what I bring to Tonal a lot as well is my program design knowledge. And so then I started getting more certifications on program design specifically and getting more knowledgeable on different types of program design, really in-depth and intricate program design protocols and variables and things like that. So that's where my training is. It's this mixture of basically start clients with this postural analysis and really getting to know their body more corrective and getting their body into its best position possible. And then we move into like the heavy lifting and the heavy duty power and strength and hypertrophy and all of those things once our base has been established, essentially. Interesting. So does having better posture or correct posture, does that help you lift more? Definitely. Yeah. Because you have to think too, like, you know, I always use like the shoulder as an example or the spine with the shoulder, because even just simple movements, if you guys were to like just super slouch forward and then try and lift and open your arm, it's a lot more difficult than when you're here. And now I can easily lift and open my arms. So that's just a really simple example of how that can affect it. And you also hear Coach Jackson talk about this a ton, which is like form and tempo and execution are a huge reason as to why he really emphasizes that in his program design for hypertrophy is because if you're not thinking about the muscles, if you're not in the correct position, the muscles won't fire as easily, which means you won't get all of that energy toward that muscle getting bigger. So it definitely influences that. Plus, you won't have as much chance of injury. And that always helps you get stronger. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> or at least it prevents gaps in your journey to being stronger. Right, right. <laughs> For and, sure. And like having to take pauses or pause your training because of injury. So yeah, it's definitely sh- an important piece to it. As a short guy, need all the help I can get. Posture That's true. helps in that regard. 
<laughs> Are we all a short crew here? Five six. <laughs> I am also five six, so I I'm win. Five five. I'll say five six though. Just so we can all be the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm like five seven in heels. Yeah. Heels. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You probably look really good in heels. <laughs> well, I don't like to brag. <laughs> He doesn't like when I wear heels. I'll tell yeah. you that. Well, I can imagine that that, that ends was, up being an issue. My only, that was my only request when we got married. And she's like, but dress and bridesmaids, all of this. I'm like, don't care. Just no heels. She's like, shoot, I have to wear comfortable shoes all yeah. the time. Darn it. Like nobody can see him anyway. Exactly. You know? So sad. I'd be like, oh, you're horrible. I can't wear my Nikes every day. <laughs> oh, too funny. Okay, so I have a question about one of my favorite programs of yours, which is the Better Bike and Tread. Were you inspired to do that because you have like a Peloton or was that like just you just happened to do that or how did that come to be? So our requests usually come from Kelly and from, you guys know this, like Tonal really listens to its community. Yes. So when a community member or many want or express a need for something, we really listen. So there's a big process as to deciding like what programs are going to be coming up next. We have a lot of say in that. Like I will reach out to my producers and the product and be like, Hey, Like recently I put out my quick core burner and I was like, Hey guys, I posted this core workout on the tunnel Facebook community. Everyone loved it. Can I do it as a workout? Great. Done. So it happens like that. But then there's also bigger requests, like bigger overarching, like, Hey, we need like this kind of program, blah, blah, blah. So I had a conversation with coach Kelly, our head coach, and it was on along the lines of like, well, we want something to go along with Peloton. We can't ignore that so many of our users are also Peloton members. And both of these members are essentially really starting to mold together as one in a lot of ways. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Because I had just started, but I was like slowly starting to get more acquainted with Peloton and like following the instructors. And I had just gotten a bike and... I was all about it. So I created the Better Bike and Tread one, the first one. And I was so excited. It was actually, it's been a while now. That's an older program, which is kind of crazy because it doesn't feel like it. But it's like almost a year and a half, probably old at this point, which is wild. So I was inspired because I had seen a lot of people say like, I want to improve this. I want to improve that. So I was always helping people with like one-off workouts or like, exercises specifically. And so to be able to create a program that also includes a stretching day, that's perfect. I think, is that that? Pro- oh no, that's my take a hike program. I think I'm I getting thought, it mixed I think up. You, you do or have a recovery day. One. You have a recovery day in there. Yeah. It's like stretching. Like it's all stuff that yeah. like you do the stretching. I think I do in my hike one, my hike, take a hike one as well. But I was really excited to create a program that I was so confident would help people PR, essentially. It so did. not only on Tonal, <laughs> but on Peloton and not get them too sore. I think that's what the problem was, was a lot of our programs up to then were getting people too sore to then be able to perform better on their Peloton. So I wanted to create something that was a little bit more balanced that wouldn't cause as much soreness and was quick enough that you could still tack on 
the Peloton at the end. And it's definitely been a huge hit. So yeah, definitely. And and it, um, I can absolutely verify that it works because I had yeah. PRs across the board after I did that. And I haven't done the better bike and tread too, but I fully intend to and I will probably have the same yeah. success. So I'm it definitely has gotten just as much good feedback for those that have done it. It's shorter. It's different. So the Peloton too, Kelly reached out to me that time and was like, Hey, let's do a second one. I'm thinking about this kind of method. What are your thoughts? And I was like, great. Love that. Let's kind of like work through it. And we established it, worked on some things and came out with the idea of like, okay, let's work on like actual power on tonal and then power on Peloton bike, whatever, or your whatever bike and tread doesn't have to be Peloton. Sure. And so that's something that we don't have on tonal either. So not a lot of programs are like that one on tonal where you're working on just one big movement and working on power for that movement that stimulates those same muscles that are essentially giving you power there are then going to get stimulated and like turned on and ready to go so that you can hop onto Peloton. So it's just different. And it's also... And I've talked about a lot of programming on Tonal, especially in the Facebook community. And that's definitely my specialty. And it's important that we undulate the intensities. So it's important that when we do two-phase programs or three-phase, like my making muscle, that we pay attention to the intensities. And so when I made the second one, I wanted to make sure that it was different enough, like very different, that it could be a completely different phase and could be done back-to-back. You know, you wouldn't want it to be like similar. Right, right. Because my understanding is you guys kind of keep those programs short so that your body doesn't get too used to the same exercise over and over again. And that was actually one of my questions, right? That's why even though certain moves work, you don't want to just always do that move to get stronger because then it kind of like your body just gets used to it. It doesn't it's not as effective anymore, right? It's not, you know, it's really good to repeat. You like, you'll always, and you probably guys have noticed this, like standing overhead press, front squat or goblet squat, bench press, right? Those are like your primal, your big moves that are in like every program. Like those are the moves that all the other exercises complement those moves. We're trying to get those exercises stronger. So then your second block and your third block are all usually exercises to help get that first big move even stronger than when you start the program. And so that repeated exposure is important, but we also have to make sure that like for the people that go into the gym and have been doing the same workout for 15 years, you're not going to get much out of that. Your body's gotten used to it. It needs to constantly be challenged. And even when we go and talk about like motivational stuff, like mentally, like your brain needs to be stimulated by change and challenge. So do your muscles. So does your body. Like it needs to be challenged in order to really see change. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Like, oh, why does a program repeat like over and over again? Like, why do we do the same exercises? But it's actually very specific. Like you should repeat the same workout about four times. It's like the sweet spot. That's the point in which your body starts to get used to. It's like that fourth week. You're like, oh, this feels good now. Sorry. Eh, we're done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you know, like right when you're like, oh, I think I like this is like kind of good now. It's like, oh, nope, it's time to change there's a fine line. Like you want your body to remember and get better and learn, but you don't want it to get too comfortable. Like lifting should never be comfortable. It (laughs) shouldn't be painful, but it should never be comfortable. If it's comfortable, 
you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. 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 Well, mission accomplished. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, it's a lot different than like, oh, this hurts. Right. But it's more like, okay, that was really hard. Do I want to do that day in and day out? No. <laughs> Not really. Do I know it's good for me? Yes. Like that's kind of the intensity that you're always wanting your workouts to be. It's like, okay, that was really hard. I'm, I'm glad that it's over <laughs> so <laughs> for when, today at least. So when, when you work out for yourself, not for like coaching somebody or whatever, when you're doing mm-hmm. your own personal exercise, do you feel like that you're in that place working out that you're uncomfortable or struggling slightly or do you live always. in that realm? Y'all make it look real easy. Okay, funny you say that. This is what I always tell my new clients. They're like, you make it look so easy. I was like, if I made this look hard, we'd be screwed. <laughs> like, if I can't do it, like, then how am I going to make you do it? Like, we'd, be, we'd be dead in the water. You know, like, where would we go from here? So <laughs> I also would say that, like, I've always really been very aware of my body. So form and technique and coaching have always been, like, my forte, for sure. Like even helping other coaches, not tonal coaches, but other coaches with form and technique. That's something that I've I mentored a lot. I think it's something that I'm probably maybe better at than some. I just very natural for me, like just connected. And I, that's another thing that I think is makes it hard for people to lift weight and get introduced to lifting weight. And that because you have to be very connected to your body. You can't just go sit or walk. It's this very like integrated challenging new thing that you're moving in every direction that a lot of people don't get comfortable in, you know? So, so I forget if I even answered the question that you asked. You, you did. <laughs> you did. did. I, <laughs> I have a question. I am currently doing your power to the max. So I did day three yesterday and I it would was, argue that that's the hardest program I have. People think it's raising the barbell, but okay. Well, know. that makes power me feel better because that is painful. Like I was legit sore. I was still sore from the first day of the legs. And whenever we had to do the second day yesterday for legs. And I was like, this you is can hard. always take an extra rest day. You know, me. listen to your body. Yes. But. Yes. And like, since it was different moves, I was able to do it. Good. But you know what I find weird is that, and I don't know if this is normal. My upper body doesn't get as sore as my lower body. And I don't know if that means like, is that a sign that I'm not doing the form correctly on the upper body? Or is that because like my upper body is just weaker and I don't lift as much? What does that mean? Do you feel like it's challenging? Like, are you struggling? Yeah, especially like bicep curls. I suck at those. I really, really, and I don't feel like I should, but it's like, you know how you guys always say, keep your arms like straight. Whenever I try to Mm -hmm. keep my arms straight and only move just my forearms, like I always feel like my right arm like has to adjust at the bottom every single time. It's just like things like that. When you're working out, do you feel your biceps working? Yes, but not even close to like what I feel like my legs are doing. I feel like a lot of the times it really is like execution. Even injury a lot of the time is just execution of the exercise, like an issue with execution. I would say a big thing about the upper body is if you're not actually like squeezing the muscle and thinking about the muscle that you want to work, it might not. Okay. And especially because you're handling less weight because your your lower body is stronger. Right. Right. So you're handling less weight in general, usually with the upper body. I would A, think more about the muscle that you're working. So literally manually contract it 
even if you have to look at it, like that can actually help, like send your brain to that muscle every single time. Like, I want you to just squeeze that muscle in order to bring up your hand. Like imagine like, okay, my elbow can't bend unless I shorten and engage that muscle coming up. Like you're trying to like, right now you're trying to get yourself sore body weight. Like imagine that, like I could get myself sore just by squeezing and really engaging every single time I lift my hand up. So that's one part of it. Making sure you have enough weight, obviously, but also form. So it's kind of got into this a little bit earlier and Jackson and Coach Jackson has talked about this is how much your form dictates your engagement and how much energy goes to that muscle fiber. If you're not actually doing the exercise right, the correct muscle might not be working or it might not at least be the prime mover like it should be. And if it's not, then it's not going to get sore. So I would reevaluate form, go over for any exercises you feel like you're doing that you're not getting sore, find the form and fives in the tonal Facebook community, really dive into those, make sure that you're getting all into the nitty gritty of the form. That would be really helpful and see if that improves anything. And then mind you though, I do find sometimes with my upper body that if my weight is too heavy, I don't get good form and then I don't get as sore. If I lighten the load a little bit and I can really concentrate on form and getting like a, let's say a row, a full range versus like if it's too heavy, I get to like here yes. instead of here. Big difference. So it might be an issue of like, okay, maybe I actually decrease the weight a little bit so that I can engage even better and get like a full range of motion, concentrate on my eccentric movement, things like that. So okay. If it's too easy, take it up. If you feel like you're not getting the correct form, maybe take it down and then just engage more. Okay. okay. That's good advice because I bet a lot of people feel like, oh, if you make the weight lighter. Yeah, my strength score is going to go down. You're cheating, you know. <laughs> I know. I, you know what? I'm not a numbers girl. Like, yeah. I literally don't give a poop about, I'm trying not to cuss here, <laughs> <laughs> about like numbers and the strength score. Although I am stoked on like my weekly streak, like that's the number I like to track, <laughs> but I get it. Or you could do, so I did this because we had to do our coaches from home workouts and they get, it gets really funky when we're doing those. So I created like a separate account for my coaches from home and you can always practice your movements oh. on another account too and oh. play around with like weight that feels better and then take that back into your other account as well. That's smart. That's a good tip as well. Yeah. You should do this yeah. for a living. So, <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I feel like I get paid. I could get paid really good money for this. Yeah. <laughs> you would need it living in San Francisco. <laughs> True. Oh my gosh. You're telling me we're yeah. currently house hunting to rent and whew, although rent is dropping because of what everything that's going on. Oh. So lock anyway. in now. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Get in there. So how much work goes into creating classes and programs, especially like, like, how do you keep it fresh? I would I feel like as someone who knows nothing about this sort of stuff, like that, there would just be a finite number of things that you could tell people to do. So how do you keep rearranging those to not be so, repetitive? Programming wise, endless. But maybe that's because I like specialize in program design. Like that's sure. my bread and butter. <laughs> like I love that, you know? So I feel like there's always a way to change things up, even if you're limited on movements. Programs take a long time. 
to make. They're not just like making a playlist and then like throwing in things. Like it is, you know, like other formats of another company. It's like, it is a lot. So we get a request. We go over this big template. We have our big list of exercises that exist on Tonal. And the first thing I do is concentrate. Okay, what's my goal? We'll get like what the goal is of the program or the workout. I then start to refine like what's my time limit? What's the intensity? Like what's the beginner, intermediate or advanced? And from there, I start to pick movements and I pull movements. And the biggest thing we have to concentrate on, which is one of the hardest parts about creating our programs on Tonal, are the arm adjustments. Making sure that the arm adjustments aren't too crazy in between exercises. So that's really hard because there are times where I would have made a completely different workout. But because I don't want to have someone have to go from like a barbell bench press to arms going up and doing a pull down with the handles, like that would just take a really long time in between and be very cumbersome. So that's a big thing that we look at is, okay, what is going to be the experience for our members when they do this workout or this program? Like, is it going to be fluid? And like, I'm currently making a new program right now. And there's quite a bit of adjustments, but it's an advanced program. I'm going to tell them ahead of time. There's a lot of adjustments, but you'll get a better workout because we did this. I promise. (laughs) You know, so we basically like we get it all together, then pick like the reps and the intensity and how many sets. And if there's going to be an advanced weight mode feature, then we go through the process of explaining to our production team. Why did we choose all these exercises? so that they can talk about it appropriately and name it and all those things. And we give name suggestions. And we tell our team like, Hey, this is why I wrote it. This is what's really important. This is what I want my members and my clients to pull from it when they do the workout. And then it gets sent for approval. And then it comes back with the templates to write all of our VO. So it's definitely a process like it takes us time to really to think about what we're going to offer and something that's going to live on there forever. It means a lot to us to make sure that it is 110% the best thing that we can put out there because our programs don't get pushed down very quickly. So it's important to put out something that we're really proud of and that we know people want and need and make sure like it's top quality. Do you have like an overall, like, is it like a month? Is it two weeks? Is it six months? Kind of like how long it takes? I mean, to make a program. Oh, and then I forgot the part where we have to test the program out. (laughs) So I'll write it before I get it submitted. I'll do it and maybe like, oh, you know what? That move wasn't as challenging as I thought it was. Or, oh, I didn't like that switching back and forth. I'm going to make an adjustment. So I do it a couple times each one. So just the process of like making it and doing it on tonal, going back and forth just with myself usually takes at least a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how many programs do you think you create like in a month? Tonal or just me? I guess for tonal. It really depends. Each coach is making something every month, pretty much. Like we're, we're always like writing a program, whether we're filming it that like in that time or later or whatever it is, like we're always creating something like each coach right now. It's like some are doing coaches from home. Some of us are in the studio. So we're all at some point contributing in some way to writing programs. And then how many do you think? And then how many do you think you make? Overall? Yeah. Just on tonal. Yeah. 
I think I have like 12 or 15 programs. Yeah. I have the most out of any coach on Tomo. <laughs> Uh, the most programs. Yeah. I think it's because, (laughs) um, I think it's literally just because I was like the most available, like to shoot more often (laughs) is really the only reason. And because like, I don't know, I'm the best. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Not at all. It literally is because I was like, hi, I'm going to make myself very available to shoot. <laughs> Let me come into the studio. Like, so that's really all it is. It's because you um, started at 24 hour fitness and you had to work 24 hours. That's literally. Those are long shifts. Go, 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 yeah. go. You know, I was thinking if you have a program with too many adjustments, a little, little tip. Oh, just buy another tonal. Just buy- yeah. <laughs> just put two I mean, there. really that's, yeah. Should I just say that in my next program? Right. Yeah. Just buy Be a like, second oh, tonal. If you guys are going to start this program, just so you know, you have to have two tonals. Right. <laughs> so the barbell up on one. Shout, shout out to Julius Jones. <laughs> <laughs> just go to Julius's gym to do your workout. Yeah, right. <laughs> two classes simultaneously. That's awesome. (laughs) Love it. So I remember in one of your classes, you talked about how you have like a bunch of little siblings. Are they all active? Like, is your whole family active? You said your dad is. My dad's super active. My dad and I are a lot alike. I have my other sister, Remy. So my family's kind of funny. Should I just tell you that? It's funny. Okay. So (laughs) my mom and my dad had me when they were super duper young, like 20 years old. And so... They never were married or anything. They had me. Still, they're still really good friends, my mom and dad. They're like great friends. At three years old, they split up. My mom and my dad each got remarried. And they got pregnant and had a baby's 12 days apart. So I, ha- I went from being an only child when I was nine to having two sisters within 12 <laughs> days. But they're not related to each other. But I'm related to both of them. Oh, gosh. And then, yeah, but they grew up like super close because they're the same age. And my parents were good friends. (laughs) So it's funny. So then my mom also has my little brother, Jacob. And Jacob is 14 years younger than me. Oh, wow. So my sisters are 23. They're nine years younger than me. And then my brother is 14 years younger than me. So I definitely grew up more of like a parental role in a lot of ways. I feel like just now, like in the last couple of years, my sisters and my brother are finally like, oh, like you're cool, I guess. (laughs) Like you guys, I am so cool. Don't treat me like your mom. Like treat me like the cool older sister that I am. Please. You know, like I'm begging you. The kids, Um, they just never appreciate those things. They never do. They do not. And And I always thought it was like, if I had an older sister that was in her like late 20s while I was a teenager, that would have been like the best resource ever. (laughs) And I just, they never told me any of their secrets. I had to pry it out of them. Now they're telling me their secrets more. They didn't do that much in high school. (laughs) Kids, man. Yeah. I I, I just made me think of when Brian was playing a rock band all the time. My son, he was probably 11 at the time. And he would always play, and you could pick different guitar heroes as your avatar. Yes. He would always play yes. Zach Wilde, who played and has a band called Black Label Society. He was played for Ozzy Osbourne for a long time. And I showed him one day, I'm like, oh, Zach Wilde. And I'm like, here's a picture of me and Zach Wilde. And he's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just me hanging out He's with like, a guitar player from Ozzy Osbourne. He's like, yeah, that's okay, I guess. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. 
whatever. I mean, that was probably cool, like, when that happened. Right. Like, at the time. How long ago was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny now because we'll be talking about something and he'll be like, who's that? Both of the kids, because like his 15-year-old and my 13-year-old, and they have no idea who we're talking about musically. Yeah. It's just like, this is so depressing. <laughs> you guys have two kids then. I have two boys and she has Three. a girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. his okay. oldest doesn't live with us. So just the two youngest yeah. live with us. So <laughs> okay. those uh, are quite the age. 13, yeah. you said? Yes. 13 and 15. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah, it's fun. definitely like, OK, they're teenagers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Hello. How. Yes. And how. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my daughter yep. really hit teenage years when she was 10. So that's usually how it happens with girls. Yeah. Well, she was right on time then. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my sister, especially Haley, was like a teenager when she was like five. Like she grew up like listening to like Britney Spears and like dancing in her bedroom. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Where did 10, 11, 12 go? She's like five years old. Like she's like me. She was like always performing and like karaoke and constantly like here and like ready to go anyone's ready to watch her you know but i feel like girls are just like that though they get they grow up a little bit quicker they do they do when they're younger you know yeah so what is your favorite part about working at tonal i mean being in the studio for sure our production team is like family we have so much fun i mean you guys have probably seen some of the outtakes of our shoots and stuff we're just like constantly goofing off and it's definitely, I'm always like, it's a conducive environment to learning how to be on camera. <laughs> I went to school for TV and radio broadcasting on camera journalism. So I was had practiced for four years, like talking in front of a camera and like doing all the production end of things. But this is a whole different ballgame. And Tomo sure. really believed in us. Like when they found us, it's not like we were on camera personalities already. We were just coaches. Like we were all just coaches. You know, Liz has done some acting. I went to school for being on camera. But other than that, like Pablo does a lot of his like theater work and Natalie is a dancer. Like Paul was a professional football player. So it's like, we all have these moments where we've been in front of people, but they really believed in us and have invested in us learning how to be better on camera and more comfortable. And now that it is officially just so much more comfortable and it's, we have a routine. It's so much fun. I love it. Like if I, if I could be on at the studio every day, that's what I would want my week to look like for sure. Like that's, that's awesome. That's what I hope for. You it's, know, tell good, <laughs> it's good to have a job that you love. That's, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I love coaching too, but I mean, I went to school for TV and radio broadcasting on camera journalism for a reason. Like I, I wanted to be on camera. I enjoy performing. I was a singer and a dancer. Like I, I love that. So I think that it, it fulfills both of those needs. It's kind of crazy. Like I became a trainer and then now I'm using my degree that I never thought that I would use. <laughs> right. it's like as soon as I started coaching, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. You know, and here we are. I'm like, it's a perfect mix of two. So who uses a mass crazy. communications degree? <laughs> Nobody. So, he has one. I have he has one. one. That's I, why he's saying that. <laughs> oh, really? See, when I found out, I was like, they're gonna, you're just going to have to move to like Timbuktu and serve someone coffee for 10 years. And then maybe you'll make money after that. I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. What about to, like, the tonal? Maybe get on camera. <laughs> what about the tonal itself? What's your favorite part about it? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite feature on Tonal is definitely the way on and off. I think that's just magical. I agree. <laughs> I think that is like the most clutch part about Tonal is just being able to turn the weight on and turn the weight off. I love eccentric mode, obviously, because that's something that's impossible to do in the gym, pretty much. Like you can't be at the top of a bench press and then like you'd have to have two friends pull the weight off at the exact same time so the bar doesn't fall over. Like it's impossible to do. So I would say eccentric mode and being able to turn the weight on and off are like two of my favorite things. And having coaching. You think that like I program all day. The last thing I want to do is program for myself. <laughs> so now that I don't have to program for myself, it is incredible. Like I... <laughs> I never would follow my own programs in the gym. I'd always have an excuse of being like, oh, I'm going to do a new program this weekend. Like I would just get, I just couldn't stick to it because I was like constantly getting inspired by my clients' programs. I'd be like, oh, I want to do that program, you know? And now I like have a program, but I just, <laughs> I'm always on a program pretty much. And all the coaches are different, but I'm pretty much always doing one of the coaches' programs, like pretty much all the time. Because I also want to know like, what are our members feeling and, how is this experience and how can I make it better and how can I improve my own performance and whatnot and learn from my fellow coaches too. Do you ever take your own classes and is it weird? Yes. <laughs> no, not anymore. It used to be weird. It used to be weird because it was awful. Like, have you done our really old workouts? <laughs> They're not very good. <laughs> you've come a long way is what you're saying <laughs> uh, thanks tonal for believing in us we're also working with an environment that's very like there's no music oh, we yeah. are trying to actually coach like that's what coaching is we don't work out with our clients when we coach them so it truly is like a coaching environment and but we're learning like we're always learning on how to make it better and I definitely do my own workouts and my own programs. I'll do them all the way through. I want to be able to speak to it and really answer questions when people ask. So I definitely do that. I write my programs and I like them. So I do them because mm -hmm. I, I do think that they're great workouts and they're workouts that I like to do, which is naturally how I program. And it used to be weird because it would be, be like, oh, oh. <laughs> Why did I, the way I said that, oh gosh, what am I wearing? Oh my, what's my hair doing? Oh my, what is that bow that I thought would be cool? Like so many things. Now like, purple I feel like it's hair. so much better. <laughs> so. I know that everybody does that because when we started podcasting, Tom was like, oh, you need to prepare yourself that when you hear your own voice, it's going to be, be weird. It's going to be weird. Yeah. And it weird. is. It is very weird. But now you're used to it's now. Weird. Now I am. It's yeah. weird. To, it would yeah. be weird to not have the headphones on. But the first yeah. time you put the headphones on and you hear what you really sound like, not what it sounds like echoing around your own noggin. Like, you're what? like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to, oh, to join us. Before we go, uh, so let, people, let people know where they can find you on the social media and the interwebs and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So my handle on Instagram is probably like the best way to reach me, which is coach.nicolette, N-I-C-O-L-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. And I usually communicate with a lot of tonal members and clients through there. And then, you know, in the Facebook community, but that community is so big now. It's crazy. It's a lot harder to keep up with the communication on the Facebook community. I try and get in there as much as possible, but it's really, really difficult. And then my website is nicolettawellness.com. 
And I have a lot of like virtual options as far as training, even when we're not in a pandemic, actually. (laughs) But I do a lot of postural assessments and movement assessments if I'm not bringing on new clients, because I don't usually bring on many clients. A lot of my clients I've had for like seven years plus years. Like, I think. Right now, my like newest client is like two years. Wow. That says a lot. Actually, no, I have one client that started with me during the pandemic, actually. But other than that, yeah, I've had everyone for a really long time. So I don't oftentimes bring on new clients. So being able to just do one-off assessments and things like that are actually a big part of my business. People reach out to me a lot to do movement and posture assessments. And then from there, they get like a program that will help improve their posture and tips on how to move better. So those have been a great resource for a lot of people if they can't actually train with me. And as Tonal starts to get more busy, I think I'll will naturally be training a little bit less and less. So it'll be even harder to be a, an actual client. But yeah, so NicoletteAWellness.com and Coach.Nicolette. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited. I don't think I said anything too embarrassing either, which is (laughs) remarkable. Is there anything embarrassing you would like to say before we go? Yeah, I'm like, you know what? How can I make this more awkward? Like, (laughs) how do we... This just was too easy. <laughs> we'll try harder to make it awkward yes. next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most like, definitely. where were you on the night of July fourteenth, two thousand twelve? <laughs> Let's get a spotlight on yeah. you. You guys don't want to know what I was doing prior, like two thousand, like when I was in my early twenties. Who knows what I was doing? <laughs> So join us next week for part two of our interview with Coach Nicolette. Where we talk about Nicolette before she became yeah. a trainer. <laughs> I have to charge for that one. <laughs> that goes behind the paywall. Yes, we're creating a paywall. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so yes, much for you. doing this. We really Thanks appreciate guys it. so much. <laughs> well, have a good rest of your evening. And this will probably be up in, I would say, in within a week or so. So it'll be up soon. Cool. Can't wait to hear my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, well, I guess that brings this one to a close. It does. So until next time, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at clipoutcrystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, you can find the show online, facebook.com slash superset podcast you can also watch full video of this episode and previous episode at our youtube channel which is youtube.com slash the clip out which is the name of our other podcast and it will live on there so go check that out that's fun if absolutely you, if you want to see how we interact with see people if you guys can get us above two views i oh, bet you can i i got faith in them i do too i've got faith in them <laughs> so uh, so anyway uh that's it for this time thanks for tuning in and until next time keep lifting Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.